I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a little bit about the 100-day series. All these people in motion. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 356, Slice of Life. And had I recorded this a week or so ago, when it was ready to record, it would have been in motion. But as I sat down just now, I thought, you know, this is all about Slice of Life. I have been completely unprepared for the game of whack-a-mole that it feels like I've been playing over the last month or so. Three, six, I'm losing track. And some days I catch my breath and think maybe there is a flicker of light and then whack, whack, whack. So much reevaluation of self and history, personal history, in order to frame conversations about now and tomorrow. Definitely not easy. And in these moments, I feel like there should be a little treehouse, little treehouse enclaves where coffee is ready, where we can find sanctuary and wisdom and someone just to listen, just to know, just to be able to know. Support to give us sustenance to go back in to our day-to-day. Give us perspective, hear us. But my experience is that when we reach these kinds of pivotal points, we are on our own. That is my experience. We are just a tiny speck of a family in a house, on a hill, in a city, in a state, in a country, in a world. Just one speck of trillions. Luckily, Luckily, in what could be such a dismal setup for a show, luckily our creative projects can be an anchor. Can be an anchor. If this last decade has taught me anything, it is that. If the last five years have taught me anything, it is that. If the last year has taught me anything, it is that. In the absence of that treehouse enclave, Our creative projects can be an anchor. They can be a way of showing up, of breathing, of holding steady. In the last show, I talked about Peter Reynolds' books, a whimsical illustration style that I really love. And actually, I had inadvertently left out one of the books when I recorded the show, and I meant to do it today, but that may or may not happen. Today, what I do want to talk about is the 100-day project, about my 100-day project. So today, yes, it is a creative wallowing show of sorts, but I hope it doesn't completely come across that way. Maybe it's not really a wallow. Maybe it'll just be a skim of the surface. Because this project is all about skimming the surface, but doing so in a way that captures movement and small changes 
embraces ordinary people and the quotidian, and does so with both an eye towards minimalism and an appreciation of simplicity or simplification. These are slices of life. I dictated the outline of this show on my way to my staff meeting almost two weeks ago, thinking that I would be able to draft the show on that drive. Have this conversation with you, which I really at that moment needed to have. I just needed to be able to talk out loud about this project. I thought I could just do it with you then and there. The miles zipping by. And I was listening to a podcast a few people talking about different creative motivations, about the differences in being an artist in general and a working artist, the primary difference being the need to pay for dinner or not. I was listening, half listening, maybe only a quarter listening, because my mind was in full hopscotch mode thinking about the 100-day project. This 100-day project has completely filled me, and really unexpectedly. And it was bubbling out of me on that drive. And so I talked. I talked to my phone. And unfortunately, the phone was not a good listener. Translation of voice to text is really hit or miss. If you're someone who dictates your texts, you've noticed that. If you're the recipient of texts from someone who dictates texts, you definitely know what I mean. So it's hit or miss. And what I ended up with was a garbled mixture of mostly nonsensical words. When I opened it up later, it really was startlingly nonsensical. Pretty much none of it was readable. As a transcript of thought, it makes no sense. And I kept looking at it over the next few days, trying to pull strands of brilliance from the mix, sort of like spooling DNA from strawberries. But it was more like trying to decode the Rosetta Stone. And finally, it takes me a long time to reach this point. I don't know why I'm not one to dump my drafts. Finally, I realized I was totally wasting time trying to make sense of it. But I could completely start over and tell you about this project I love and just forget about whatever I had said on that car ride. Sure, it may have been a light-filled and inspiring conversation that day. Maybe I said the perfect thing that day in thinking about it with no reservation, just talking as I focused on driving my innermost creative thoughts and wisdom and vulnerability coming to the surface on that drive, right? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe. But really, the transcript is a total black hole. Black holes suck you in, and you keep thinking you'll be able to see the light. So finally, I realized it was time to start over, to start over. And then another week has passed because there are all these other things complicating this scenario. But here I am again because I want to talk to you about this 100-day project. Just a little bit about this project that I have in place. I was less than three weeks in when I took that drive, and now I'm just a bit more than four weeks in. So what's in it for you? What's in it for you in this talk? 
maybe a few reminders or insights about one, the value of having a set project. Two, the value of having a project that is really manageable in your time and space or with your current mental energy. Three, the importance of not getting tripped up comparing. Four, the value of embracing whimsy. I think there are some other reminders and lessons that will drift to the surface, but those four give you a sense of the anchor points, the why you should listen. See, I'm trying to set it all up at the beginning. There's your why. So let's dig through it. My 100-day project has proven to be, like I said, unexpectedly a really good fit, not just for me, but for right now. That was not really a part of my thought process in choosing this. There's no way that I could have set up outlines for a project that have ended up being more right for the moment. Definitely was a bit of serendipity. Some of you read a post that I put on the blog with a bunch of ideas before the 100-day project started. Things I was sorting through, the thought process I was working out as I tried to settle on what I might do, or even if I would do a 100-day project. And when I wrote that, I threw out this idea, what I ended up doing, and said, nah, nah, that's too easy. That's too easy. It's not serious enough for me. And yes, I'm pretty much a serious me. I'm a serious me, and I'm pretty serious about the creative margins that I occupy and what I do within them. Pretty careful about choosing projects that have personal meaning or enough substance that I feel good about my daily time, that the anchor I am using and depending on, has substance, has weight, has personal meaning. That's big, big thing for me. So I nixed the idea of contours. And then a day or so later, I changed my mind. I gave myself a day or two to test my idea before the start of the 100 days. And at the time, I also had a sticky note idea in mind. And I had initially had a graphic novel or cartoon-oriented theme in mind. So I threw everything on the page, but with contour being the fulcrum. And it was different. What I did was different. It was almost accidental. I had some photos and thought, you know, I'm going to do that. Just see how that looks. So it was different. It was strangely simple. It was definitely not a portrait. But something about it really grabbed me. For those of you that haven't seen my daily 100-day project pages, and they are very simple, basically what I'm doing is contour drawings every day of people, not portraits. So this is immediately a divergence from my normal daily drawing. These are contours of full figures. Just regular people, ordinary people that I see randomly out and about. It is simple in concept. I know. It really is. It doesn't sound like a 100-day project. Or does it? When I started, I had a couple of different goals. 
And I mentioned a few of those already. But I had a couple of goals when I actually decided, okay, I'm going to do this contour thing. These little ideas that I thought might become a thread or a through line for the project. I tend to keep those kinds of details under wraps, letting the pieces speak for themselves, letting certain themes or threads of continuity emerge, rise to the surface. If you look at the series, you will see some of these recurring elements, but not all and not all in every piece. And you might notice when they don't show up. There were several at the outset. I didn't set anything in stone, though, and that was good because I wasn't sure I would do them all. I wasn't sure I would stick with them all. I'd been toying with these different ideas for different reasons. They tie in with other objectives of mine or other skills that I want to work on or other projects that I covet. So I had at least four different elements that each drawing might include in terms of approach or medium. Beyond the fact that each daily drawing is first and foremost a contour of a person. So we've got contour, person, and then there were these other elements, these other threads, elements that could give continuity to the project. And I always go back to that dump it all in, shake or sift and see what remains approach. Now, old shows may or may not be available for much longer, but the idea, that idea was one that I talked about last year in an early show about projects, a panning for gold analogy that that I think often summarizes my approach. It's a way of giving myself plenty of options so that I don't feel hemmed in. I can go crazy with the cafeteria style setup, the a la carte approach, and then see which ones really stick, which ones have resonance for me, which ones work, which ones do feel fulfilling or rewarding at the end of every day, which ones make me happy, which ones have lasting power. So now, a bit more than a month in, some of those things haven't quite held on. They could have, but they haven't all. Some of them are being shuffled around a little bit. Some days I do all the things and some days I only do some of them. I think there are a couple that have proven durable enough for every day. They fit somehow in my approach and aesthetic, but I'm not deleting any of them, not deleting these things off my mental list, but I'm also not worried about losing some of them or about not doing some of them every day. So my initial goal was contour, and that will ultimately be the main thread, contour. My goal was one line contour, continuous line, but not blind. Blind contour is not my goal at all. If you love blind contour, that's great. Definitely, it was not at all what I wanted to do or planned to do. So contour, and an attempt at one line, which is much more difficult than it sounds, And the ultimate goal is really just to work loose, loose line, trying to just get this more natural sense of capturing whatever the subject is in this loose line, trying to free up, do this really loose, fluid, minimal, simplified line that is very different than my normal approach, different than what I enjoy about portraits. I like hatching. I like very precise line work. I like lights and darks and shadow. Working with just contour is at the other end of the spectrum. It is very different. In addition to the lack of detail, this approach is fast. Fast. My regular portraits, realistic portraits, 
they are not super fast. But this is fast. You can do a really quick study like this in a minute or two or three. And that's not how I normally work. So part of me thought early on that what I set up was just too different, too easy, not complex enough in meaning or execution, not quite right for me. And yet I have ended up so enjoying it. So enjoying it. Partly the 100 day project I set up is a complete blessing because it does allow me to do something daily to fill my need for and commitment to my own daily art, to doing something every day, really to doing some kind of drawing every day. And it will also lead into this 100 days of a concerted project. The project has a wonderful element of built-in flexibility. I can spend just a little bit of time, just a few minutes, and be able to check off both boxes. Or I can spend more time, and sometimes I do. I can spend a few minutes on the 100 days, and then when I really want something with more texture, I can still work on something else. I can still draw a portrait if I want to. The 100 days doesn't have to consume every ounce of my creative energy. Or it can. And that flexibility has proven to be huge. I didn't expect it to be my daily, really. I thought it would just be an extra. But in these days and weeks, it has really become my daily. I think that minimalist aspect of it has been a lifesaver in these weeks. I am anchored by having a project and by having this project, and by not having to figure out what to do, and for the most part, by not having to really, really struggle each night to figure out who or what to draw. It is a project I can fulfill easily and without overwhelming myself with expectations and with time, expectations and time that I might not be able to keep up with. So setting yourself up with something doable is so important. If you don't enjoy it, though, it won't work. So you have to really like what it ends up being. I could have said that for 100 days, I would just fill a square on a post-it note with pattern and do that every day for 100 days. And that would have been doable. And in the end, it might even look cool to see those post-its mounted together in a grid because yes, I've talked about that exact kind of project before. So I know in my head that that would be really cool and I can see myself doing that. But somehow just doing that square every day, I don't think would have enough substance for me. I'm not sure it would have given me the same feeling, the same level of investment and engagement and fulfillment. So the reality is I'm enjoying the 100-day contour people drawing project and its simplicity. And at times, I feel kind of silly about how caught up I am in something that seems so simple, so simple. And I have to, I have to battle that in my head every single day because part of doing the project is sharing the project. And that is not always easy for me. And it is much harder and more complicated mentally to share something that I don't think looks as good, I guess, as the work that I spend hours and hours on. So every day I think, I just don't know if someone visits 
me for the first time. And this is what they see. And I keep telling myself, I just hope they scroll. I just hope they scroll. And that's probably not the best advice to give myself. But I do have to think about it every day. I started out with a plan to just do a single drawing. Just one. My 100-day contour was going to be one figure in one line. One one one-line contour each day. And then I had these other elements. Like I said, those all tie back to other goals. But when I tried it out... I did two views of the same person. And the next time I tried it out, I again did two. And then I did three. And as the project has unfolded, I have done four or five on some days. Really just letting the size of the page and the shape of the figure or what poses I have available dictate what happens. If I did a single drawing today, just one figure, one pose on a page, it would count. It would fulfill the project and I would have drawn today. But probably when I sit down tonight to do this, I'll do a series of four or five. And that gives me this wonderful, whimsical sense of motion. Drawing three or four or five wasn't my initial plan. But pretty quickly, the sequence of contours has become really integral to what I'm doing. And I love it. So I guess I didn't list in that one, two, three, four up above, be flexible. Because had I not been open to that level of change, I don't know that this would have worked out the same. Probably just drawing one a day while it would tick off the boxes. I don't think it would have given me the same sense of fulfillment. I love the series. Each day, the couple of slices of life that I'm capturing with this quick line. When I started out, like I said, I really thought I would do this each day and then go ahead and do a portrait if I had the wherewithal. And I didn't realize I would get hooked on these figures, on how they give motion to people and capture people in motion. There's a flip book mentality happening all on one page. So there's no flipping, but our eye sees these people in succession. And there is this little sense of motion. I didn't realize how overwhelmed life would feel right now. Or maybe subconsciously, I latched onto this idea precisely because of that. I don't know. But being able to have a defined project each day that is easy enough to do, but rewarding enough to see unfold, that's been huge. So the drawing is a big part of the project. It is a big part of the project. That's what I do. That's what I consider as my daily. I draw something and I'm good with that. But to make this project work, to make this project work, I need the photos. And these aren't photos I can get from Sketchy or online because I am now using the series. These are photos that I need to grab myself to make all of this work, to make the whole thing work. And that has ended up being a really cool element of this whole project. Because I've ended up working on these little mini series, quick captures of a person in motion, I need a small series of photos each day. And because of the way my days go, that typically means I need to snap a few photos at stop signs, stoplights, or while I'm waiting to pick up a kid, which might be three or four minutes of wait time. 99% of my photos are taken in the car. And that means that when I snap a set, I'm getting it through a dirty windshield glass, 
and often from across the street and often in motion. When I pull the photos up at night to look at and pick out something to draw, they are so less than stellar. These are not photos you could use for anything. They are blurry. Even zooming in, it's often impossible to see details. All you can see is an outline. You can't see details on clothing. You oftentimes can't really see the hands. You definitely can't see the shoes. You can't see facial features. And that really works. There's this fascinating level to it. I have a small phone anyway. I don't have a tablet. So I'm seeing them on a very small phone, zoomed all the way in, completely blurred out. It's a very interesting process. But I love the way the project is always on my mind. Sometimes I'm driving and I can't manage to take photos as I pass someone. And I'm thinking, oh, look, oh, no, striped sweater. Oh, that hat. Oh, that would be perfect. Oh, I wish I could catch that. Oh, look at that. I see these little details. They pop into my awareness and I really wish I could just grab those photos. But you can't always do that. So I'm limited to who I see when I am stopped. And if I can get my camera quickly enough, if I can get my phone into camera mode, and if I have an angle through the windshield to get a series that will work, that I can use. There's also this level of voyeurism to it that is kind of bizarre, especially when people are coming towards me and I snap these photos. I try to do it as nonchalantly as I can, but sometimes they glance over and I feel caught. Sometimes I take a photo or two and the photo sound seems so loud. and I switch the volume off, even if I'm in my car with the windows up and I'm the only one who would hear it. And some days I'm so preoccupied and I realize at some point that I haven't been paying attention, that I've done my little drive and didn't notice anyone. And I think that's actually a good nudge for me each day. And it's built into these days because of the project. I've constantly needed to clear out my phone and delete things and delete apps and everything else to make this even sort of possible. But it's really a good process for me. Now, I haven't done a good job with the one line aspect. I keep trying. That really is a part of this for me, but I'm not there yet. And that's okay. I think 100 days is a great setup for being a beginner sounds silly to be a beginner at contours, but yes, it is because there are people who do amazing work with contours. One line is much harder than it seems. I'm really after the fluidity. I don't really care if it's just one line, but I keep sitting down each night thinking, okay, I'm going to try one line again. And that helps reinforce the idea of fluidity. And then if I break that line and pick up somewhere else, which I often do, it's okay. It's okay. It's definitely loose and there's plenty of room to play. So all in all, I have become captivated by the project. And I think that is absolutely what we want to be able to say about our projects in general, about our 100-day projects for sure, about the work we do every day, about the reasons we show up. We show up, I hope, because we love what we do, because we like it, because we enjoy it, because we're curious about it, because it inspires us, because it makes us feel fulfilled in some way. And maybe it's not as good as some of the other art that I do. Some of the other things that I know I can do with much more proficiency, partly because I practiced, partly because I did them every day. So I still think there's real value to this project, even though it's way outside 
of my norm. About comparing your work with other people, I talk about it all the time. I use different words for it, but today I'm going to just say compare about that. It is such a giant pit that you have to try and avoid. The voice of doubt is always there. And if you give it space, it can just swallow you up. It can paralyze you. What I'm doing is not difficult. I know that. And honestly, what a lot of people do is not difficult. It's not difficult. And a lot of people succeed, have phenomenal success with things that are not difficult. So I don't know why I doubt it so much when I'm doing something that I know can be perceived as simplistic. So that is a constant thing in my head. It's a constant thing that I've had to think about. That voice is always right there in the wings. I know that during the one week, 100 people challenge, a lot of people did 100 drawings, pretty much just like what I'm doing. Pretty much. Contour and approach, 20 a day or more. And you know, that's great. That's awesome. And that's a great project. And that has made me time and again step back and say, how can you say that this is really a valid project because you're drawing one to four or one to five figures? I just happen to be doing a project that doesn't require me to do 20 a day. It isn't better or worse that way. It isn't better or worse that way. It is my project. I just have to keep closing my eyes and not comparing because I don't want to compare these projects. I don't want to compare whether or not this is valid. I don't want to compare. And I will run so far from people who try and set up comparisons. I run fast and far. So I hope you stop comparing too. Just do your thing. As for whimsy, there is something whimsical to this project. Even those of us who are super serious can learn something from whimsy. And my focus on looseness, I think, does tie in with whimsy. It invites whimsy. Whimsy. It may be only a layer to it that I see to this project, but there is something about these slices of life and this motion to me that involves whimsy in the simplification, in embracing a project that on the surface could be interpreted as too easy. There is something fresh and freeing and whimsical. I'm not taking myself too seriously, and that's good. And yet I'm also super serious about the project. It's a nice, nice and ironic setup. So I'm learning a lot. I am practicing some really important skills that have meaning to me. I am admitting each day that there is a whole lot of wonkiness in this approach and in how my hand and I work together. And I can draw the same figure four times in a row and it look completely different each time. And that fascinates me. That fascinates me. And in those blurry, faraway photos where it's impossible to see details like shoes and hands, things come out even more wonky. But these are clearly people. And sometimes when I separate the part of me that says, how can that possibly be the shape of that shoe? And I look again and I say, oh yeah, it is absolutely a shoe. And I'm good with that. I am the art. The art is me. So that is it for today. That is it for today. I am glad to finally get this show recorded. Like I said, the problem with the transcript was 
a real showstopper for a little bit. It shouldn't have been. But there are other things going on with the show because I am going to make a move. And because of that, things may break and they probably will. This may be the last show, although I think in this moment I'm going to go ahead and record a second show today. And then there will be a freeze point while I try and sort things out. So when you see that happen, don't worry. I just wanted to mention that it's going to happen. I know you may see some interruption. I will try to keep it as minimal as possible. If something really doesn't work and you're concerned, you know how to reach me. As always, I'm Amy and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find the show notes while they work on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me and my 100 day project at oamyoamy on Instagram. And thank you to those of you at Patreon who support the show, patreon.com slash creativity matters. As for a word for today, I think there will be no word for today. So until next time, I hope you're working on projects you love and that excite you and that fit in your day-to-day life. And if not, make today your day one and start something. Start something and repeat it tomorrow and be open to change, to points of pivot, be flexible. Be open to how it can make you feel to have that project every day, to the anchor of it. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.